Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Leadership is the key to changing the world, but more importantly, it's the key to establishing the kingdom of God. Today we have part two of our interview with Coach Rex Tonkins, who wrote Effective Elevating Leadership. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have part two of our in-studio live interview with Coach Rex Tonkins, who has written three Christian books, and they all begin with the number seven, somehow. His first book, Seven Steps of Purpose, then Seven Steps of Prayer, and now Seven Steps of Leadership, but more specifically, Elevating Effective Leadership, yes. Welcome back to the show, Rex Tonkins. Glad to be back again with you. Thank you for the opportunity. So all three of your books begin with the number seven. Why, yes. why did you get into this pattern? Well, it's amazing that, you know, the number seven means completion. It's God's perfect number. You know, we have seven days in a week. We have, the Bible talks about seven, the seven seas, the seven mountains. There are seven bone structures in our face. There are seven holes in our head. There are seven bones in the neck there's seven bones in the ankle that number seven is amazing you know so i think about how god used that number over and over again throughout scripture it's mentioned the number seven 287 times in the bible wow and so that number stuck with me and the, the amazing it's not so funny but i kind of get a chuck out of it but i was hit by a car when i was a little boy ouch guess how old i was Seven. I have an impression with number seven. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when that happened. I do. <laughs> but you survived. God, yes, had, God a, had a plan for you. Exactly. But the enemy was trying to take me out, but God had a plan. Thank God. I'm here. glad to be here and honored to be to be an author and speaker and, and honored to be here with you today, too. So on yesterday's show, mm -hmm. we talked about steps one, two, mm -hmm. and three, mm -hmm. about the seven steps to elevating mm -hmm. effective leadership. Step mm -hmm. one is love. Yes. Step two is encouragement. Yes. And step three is attitude. Yes. We're not going to rehash that because if you missed it, you need to go to our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and watch yesterday's TV program. But today, yes. we're going to pick up with steps four, five, six, and seven. Mm -hmm. And step four is all about delegation. Delegate. If you want to be an effective leader, you got to delegate? Yes. You know, I call it the Jephro principle, where Jephro's father-in-law told Moses, if you don't delegate some of these responsibilities, you're going to wear yourself out. And delegation basically deals with discipleship. So what you know, you should be teaching others who are, you know, the Bible says, select people who walk in truth, those who fear God, those who reverence the leaders who can't be bought. And so basically delegation helps expand the kingdom. It helps expand what your, your vision and your mission. Every leader know how to delegate the responsibility, not just give them something, but we gotta teach them and show them what we expect. Um, I think about, a, um, I used to have my uncle when I was in high school on his ranch and he had a bunch of cows and we had to move those cows and the bulls to another pasture. And he didn't, I'm a city boy, came in and he asked me to open the gate. I'm like, open the gate? 
what he didn't give me any instructions. He just opened the gate. So when I went to open the gate, those cows and those bulls came rushing out of there, and I went running. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I jumped up on the bulldozer to get out of the way, and my uncle was so mad. And I said, well, "He said you supposed to say yah, yah, yah. You get him going. You supposed to make noise." He, I didn't know that. Oh so, my gosh! <laughs> so we supposed to teach and delegate things to those that who are, who are faithful, and and it helps expand our the ministry. Well, and, not just giving mm -hmm. them proper training, proper mm -hmm. instructions, yes. but Picking good people to yes, begin with. Exactly. You got to pick people as Moses did, people who reverence the Lord yes, and fear the Lord. Exactly. That's very important. You can you can get some people to do some jobs, but you know, if they don't have the 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 fear of God in them, if they don't have character, you only going to just you going to be hurting yourself. So you want to make sure you choose faithful and people who will, who will do a good job for you. So. Uh, delegation, mm -hmm. we're going to take a short break, mm -hmm. but I, I think that's a critical part mm -hmm. to the strategy, and it's biblical, yes. because yes. when you have too many people, you need to put some experts in charge of different exactly. departments. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Rex Tonkins in his book on leadership. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. This is PIJN News. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial, and finally Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Rex Tonkins, who has written The Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership. And step five is endurance. Yes. Talk about endurance. <laughs> well... Endurance is so key as a leader because, you know, things get tough and life get hard. When you're pioneering and you have to cut new ground and, and push forward and be the catalyst and the leader, 
sometimes it can be very, very tiresome. And I look at the word endurance, it builds character. Endurance builds strength. It helps give us spiritual muscles we need. And I often refer to my days of running track. When I was in high school, 10th grade, I was with a bunch of veterans. And so my coach told me he wanted me to run the 400 meters. Nobody wanted to run the 400 meters because it's a hard race. It's pretty much a one lap that's a sprint. That's how it's supposed to be run. And so nobody likes it. It's longer. It's longer than the 100. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a, and so I, um, I asked him, I said, Coach, please don't let me run the, the 400. No, Coach, please. He said, you're going to run it. So I ended up running it. We are in at Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And it was, it was an indoor track, two and a half laps. And I recall um, being in that race, taking off as fast as I could. That first lap, I was in the lead. That second lap, I was in the lead. But something happened on that last half lap. You ran out of steam. <laughs> I ran out of steam. Oh, no. And, there, and I, I almost fell off the track, and I came in last place. I'm like, Coach, you see, what? I'm not good at this, Coach. He said, you're going to keep running. I said, come on. It was painful. <laughs> it hurt to run that 400 meters. Yeah. But two years later, running 400 was like running 100. And that right there taught me a valuable lesson. It made me strong as a sprinter. It made me strong as with more endurance. I became the state runner-up in the 400 meters in the state of North Carolina. It helped my 40 time. When I got on the college scene, I ran a 4.3 and a 4.240. And I contribute that back to those hard moments when my coach had me run that 400 as a sophomore. And then year after year, it made me strong. And that's what endurance helps build strength and character to be able to finish strong. And that's what leaders got to have because things get tough. Things come against you. Things, I mean, we just, we had last year, um, we have a storage unit that was, you know, um, someone set it on fire. All the things we spent years building was destroyed in All one your, moment. All your sports All the sports equipment. equipment. Yes. Your, your youth outreach, basketballs. Yes. I yes. mean, it was, it was devastating. Yeah. And I, I felt ready. I said, one more thing. I'm going to just, throw, no, you're going to keep pushing forward and you're going to keep rebuilding and God has blown our mind on how he has blessed. We got new goals. Matter of fact, got new basketballs from the Mountain West Conference that was played in the NCAA tournament last year. Wow. So gotta keep pushing forward when things get hard, when you get knocked down, keep pushing. That's endurance. 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 <laughs> and honestly, thanks to you, the viewers who donate to our ministry sometimes, pray in Jesus name mm -hmm. we kicked in a small contribution yes to help him recover those, for those you. youth camps. We're yes, gonna take sir. a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Pastor Rex about steps six and seven, seven steps to elevating effective leadership. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important 
four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Pastor Rex Tonkins, who has written this book on leadership. Rex, step six is readiness. What does this mean? Well, you have, to, I was, John Wooden said, if, if you are not preparing, when the opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. So you always got to be ready for God's opportunities. In that meantime, that means you need to be studying and preparing and crafting what God has called you to do. Whatever he's telling you to do, you got to prepare and study and practice. You know, I think about Proverbs 22, 29. It says, see a man who excel in his work, he will stand before kings and not unknown men. And so that, that I broke that down. You will stand, as you craft your work, God will put you in positions to be an influence for him and speak on his behalf. And you won't have time to hang around people who don't have any desire to grow, to grow or have a vision, a purpose. People who are below average, you won't have time because you are crafted and God's putting you in a place and excelling you forward, propelling you forward to do great things for the kingdom and position you on platforms to speak on his behalf. So part of that readiness is you got to prepare, you got to train, you got to study. I mean, I'm in God's word every single day. I'm praying, I'm seeking God, I'm trying to improve who I am as a person. So what happens if, you know, there's this saying, mm -hmm. opportunity only knocks once. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens if you've missed some opportunities? I look back on my life mm -hmm. and I think, you know, I really should have gone to do mm -hmm. this and, and somebody else got to it mm -hmm. and I missed it. Or, or a business opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're saving up for the right investment and you invest in this stock or, or you invest in this uh, business product and then it doesn't take off and somebody else gets there. What do you do? Do you have any regrets or how is readiness? Yes, you know, Bob says, I mean, basically, no pain, no gain. Our failures, we learn from them and they help us fail our way forward to success as John Maxwell says. Yes, I, I'm, I've learned to be ready because I made so many, I missed so many opportunities where I wasn't ready. I look back in my high school years, you know, um, recruited as a running back, and I was picked to play in the East-West All-Star Game, which is a, all the elite athletes in the state of North Carolina. And so I was picked as alternate. And so um, I'm thinking about all the guys I would see all the time running, rushing, leading the nation in rushing and all these different things, and I'm playing alongside with them. Now, I didn't know this was going to happen. While I'm playing football or going practice with them, I'm realizing there's a difference that some of these guys, they came out of the different divisions. I came out of one of the toughest divisions called the 4A um, conference. And, and I was like, I thought he would be stronger. They were bigger. I thought they'd be stronger, faster. And I found myself being moved up with all these elite, well-known blue chipper athletes. And they moved me to first string. So when the opportunity came, you were ready. Well, you know, I thought I was ready, but I could not wrap my head around the fact that this 6'4", 235 pound running back that I was going to be in front of. And I was a 5'10", 185 pound running back, and I'm starting. And then they was lining us all up. 
and we were racing. I was the winner every time of all these top athletes. And it just, but the thing is, I could not, when I go back to attitude, my thinking hindered me. So learning from that experience, when it came game time, the coach kept telling first string. And I hesitate every time he called first string because I didn't feel like Tony, that guy, the big 6'4", 280, he needs to be starting because he, he's all led in everything. He's like the Herschel Walker of North Carolina, and I'm going to be in front of him. And so when it came time, game day, first string, I hesitated. Yep. And my coach was so mad that he just told him that 235-pound, 6'4", running back to come on. I played in the game, but I realized that moment I missed a golden all-time opportunity in my home stadium to start in the East-West All-Star game. That right there was a painful experience. So when, it came to, when I got to college and we were playing Boston College, Doug Flute is the quarterback, Mike Roof is the, is the nose guard, strongest player in the nation, and they, I didn't know I was going to play, but I was ready. I'm sitting on that bleachers like a standing on the bleach car, everybody was so much taller than me, watching the game, you know, just amazing. And they said, Coach Waters said, Tonkins, get in the game. I pop in that game, and my first career carry went 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 yards downfield, almost broke a touchdown, and I was a leading rush. I was ready this time. You were ready. <laughs> you learned your lesson. I learned real quick. It was you know, painful. And, and he glossed over this. He, does, he doesn't want to brag about this, but he ran the 40 in 4-3 time, 4-2 time, that's world class. That would get him drafted in the first round of the NFL. Uh, but you blew out your mm -hmm. knee. Yes. And, and you had to overcome adversity and you yes. had to struggle through that and yes. eventually find your real calling as a pastor and a coach. Yes. yes. I, you know, I look back at that. It was so devastating. Two games to go in my senior year. But I look back at it. I thank God, you know, the Bible says in everything give thanks because to be truthfully honest, um, I don't know if I was ready for the NFL character-wise. Um, I love God in my college years. I grew up in poverty, and I'm not sure if I was ready for that. And, and maybe God, you know, allowed me to have that injury to keep me from some being drawn away more from him. So I look back at that, and it made me stronger. It made me be, you know, that, that, knee, that knee injury really helped build some strength in me and also helped me hear. I was broken. The Bible says a broken and contrite heart God would not despise. I was broken. I was in pain. And I heard the voice of God call me into ministry in that midst wow. of that pain. What did, he, what did he say? Do you remember? <laughs> he, he told me to, first of all, he told me to change, where, change my address of where I go to church. And then he told me, he gave me some things he wanted me to do when it comes to youth. So he downloaded some things to me, right? And, and I had a big old brace on. I had to walk around in crutches. And it was a very humbling time. <laughs> but in six weeks, I was able to be, I went through rehab and recovered. And I did have opportunity to go to a scout camp. And, um, and I began to look back at it, you know, um, had opportunity to still go. And I, I chose not to go. Wow. And the reason I chose not to go, because during my college years, I mean, if I would have kept on the same pace, I believe if I would have kept at the same pace that I was going, playing football with all the injuries, I wouldn't be enjoying having fun with my kids, playing ball with my kids, running around with my kids, yeah. the rate I was going. 
and you wouldn't have had a big as big an impact on the next generation of youth as you do today mm -hmm. being a coach and mentor mm -hmm. yes. to young people. We're going to take another short break. When we come back, the last chapter in <laughs> Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership with Rex Tonkins. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're now in the home stretch of seven different steps to effective elevating leadership. Pastor Rex, uh, first, before we get to the last mm -hmm. step, I know everyone's waiting with bated breath. Where can they buy this book? You can buy it at Amazon.com or you can go to RexTonkins.com, our website, and there's a link there to take you right to, or you can type Rex Tonkins in, It'll come up on Amazon, or you can type in Seven Steps to Elevate Effective Leadership. And you wrote a book on leadership, uh, first of all, for, for two reasons, I mm -hmm. think. Number one, you are a leader, and you have mm -hmm. some expertise in this mm -hmm. area. But second of all, you see a real need for this kind of talk. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talking about leadership. So um, I just began to reflect, are people talking about biblical leadership? And this is the... These are biblical principles that I talk about in here. And, and I think, um, you know, as we look at leaders today and leaders in the past, there are some key things that I've discovered, even with Dr. Billy Graham. I mean, the things we learned from him who served for decades in influencing our culture. And, and our, you were on his staff for many years. Yeah, we, I'm, a, I'm a, basically, I'm, I'm a contractor for Dr. Billy Graham for Colorado. And, um, and it's been an honor to serve along with the Billy Graham Evangelical Association. I've studied his life and I've been amazed at the things as a leader he's gone through. Sometimes we think leaders just go through this real smooth, but he's been through some tough challenges himself over the years and how God helped him navigate through those challenges in his life. And so, yes, leadership is so vitally needed, biblical leadership, because we're seeing, what we're seeing in our day and time is we need strong leaders like never before. Well, on yesterday's program, mm -hmm. we covered the first three chapters mm -hmm. of this book. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about love mm -hmm. and encouragement and attitude. But mm -hmm. on today's program, we talked about steps four, five, and six, delegation, endurance, and readiness. Mm -hmm. And the last step, seven, is servanthood. Yes. Why is servanthood a critical part of leadership? The greatest leader of all times is Jesus Christ. Amen. And he said in Matthew 23, 11, to be great, you got to be a servant. And we get it wrong sometimes. I know as a young minister coming up, I thought everybody was supposed to serve me. I, you know, my wife, I thought they, you know, I do the, I come in and 
work, I kick my feet up, don't have to cook, don't have to clean. But now, now I'm more wiser, I found that, boy, leaders got to lead by example in their service, to serve people. Leaders are really servants. We're to serve people. The Bible calls, I mean, if you look it up, it means being a waiter. We're supposed to wait on people and see how we can better serve them and bringing them what they need. And you do that with your wife, Vicki. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I clean, I cook, I do, I, I do what is necessary to serve my wife, my daughter, my grandbaby, my son and daughter. I'm a servant. And, and your I wife serve. is too. Yes, and she is too. She's a, she, she's a public servant, want to serve our city. We've been doing serving our community for over 20 years. We believe in helping people and serving and, and sharing the love of Christ with people everywhere we go. You know, Jesus modeled that kind of leadership mm -hmm. when he washed the disciples' yes. feet. Do you yes. think that took him by surprise? It, it surely did. Here is a king. <laughs> you know, the king, the leader, miracles. All these abilities take time to wash the dirt off the disciples' feet. I mean, it was dirt because they walk around in sandals all day. Yeah. And so we as leaders got to have a humble servant heart. We're bond servants. We're serve the king. Whatever he calls us to do, we got to be willing to go and do what he calls us to do. You know, Rex, we have just one mm -hmm. minute left, mm -hmm. uh, but there's somebody out there watching mm -hmm. this program mm -hmm. who says, first of all, they want the book. You mm -hmm. should get the book, Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership at rextonkins.com. Mm -hmm. But second of all, uh, they want to have this kind of attitude mm -hmm. for leadership. Would mm -hmm. you speak yes, to them and I lead will. them in prayer? I will. You know, like I said earlier, Jesus is the key. You know, he laid down his life so that we can have life. And we got to follow that same example. Jesus was persecuted, and therefore we're going to go through some persecution. What you see Jesus going through, we're going to go through as well. So it's important that we understand that in order to lead effectively, we got to follow a model and the plans of the greatest leaders of all time. His name is Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for those who are listening. And God, we see a lot of leadership styles all throughout our world. We've seen great leaders. But God, we know you sent Jesus, the greatest leaders, to show us how to love, how to encourage, how to think, how to share and disciple, how to endure trials, and how to be ready. And then most of all, being a servant. Father, I pray that those who are listening to this broadcast, I pray that you will help every single person become an a elevating, effective leader by following biblical principles that have transcended time. And God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Our guest has been Rex Tonkins, his website, rextonkins.com. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 